It is currently narrative season. We're seeing narratives like the AI narrative absolutely explode, and we are seeing altcoin rotations left, right, and center into new narratives, into new tokens, and this is a result of a lot of strength in the altcoin market at the moment. So in today's show, I want to talk about exactly what I think is going to happen with AI, because it's very hyped, and I want to give you a full plan, like I did yesterday, but expand a little bit more on what I'm doing at the moment. Now that we've got a pullback, so I'll discuss whether I think we should be buying some of these tokens, um, and have a look at some of those tokens specifically. And I also want to run you through my full market plan, whether I'm spot longing, whether I'm trading, how I'm leverage trading, what my key levels are, because there are some very key levels on the charts right now, which are dictating um, exactly how I think the altcoins are going to move. And if these levels hold, then I do think we could continue to see strength from altcoins. And if that is the case, then we need to be in the strongest narrative. So I'm also going to give you two of the next narratives I'm seeing after AI that I think could perform quite well. So quick recap on AI, then I'm going to go into some of the next rotations, have a look at the narratives I think are going to be very strong in Q1, and also verify on our charts what the key levels are um, for if we're getting in or not, or if we're taking profits, because now it is a very, very important time to get your strategy right. And I'll go through all of that. And it's just good because bull market vibes are back. Like AI altcoins have been exploding. The Saudis yesterday were max bidding sand. We had, we've had NFTs like checks. Unfortunately, I didn't get in, but some of my friends did like pulling 100Xs. People like even one of my friends made um, six figure profits on that trade. Tokens are actually now pumping on the slightest bit of news as well. So what happened for a while in this market was projects would come out and make positive announcements, but the market just wouldn't respond in terms of price. But now what we're seeing is Projects are coming out and making positive announcements and the market is moving in a positive direction in response to those announcements. And that is a big, big, big dynamic shift in the market. And I think it's very important to take note of how the market is shifting because that actually dictates how we trade. So the bull market vibes are back, but I also won't get trapped. And that's why I will show you my invalidation levels, my bullish case, my bearish case, and everything in today's show. Just look at the on-chain data real quick. We can see the median gas price is up from the bottom in Ethereum terms. What this means is that we are seeing seeing on-chain network activity. More people are going on-chain. We're seeing this in transaction volumes, specifically across the L2s like Arbitrum and Optimism. We're seeing this in TVL, which has been increasing across a lot of L1 ecosystems. Obviously, now that the prices are starting to go up, there's more interest in crypto. We're seeing activity come back on chain. And some of that activity has resulted in renewed interest in a lot of altcoins. And we have seen the altcoin dominance start to increase slightly. Now, what the altcoin season index is, is an index of how altcoins are performing relative to Bitcoin. So it takes all the altcoins in the market, tracks their performance relative to Bitcoin, and then it comes up with a figure that can tell us whether it's alt season or not. And right now, it is not technically alt season. But what we have seen is a tick up in the altcoin dominance, which could suggest the start of a new trend. Now, what this trend means is that we're going to see a lot of narratives breaking out, like we've seen over the past few weeks, a lot of new rotations starting to happen. And if you get into those rotations early enough, or at least get into the strongest rotations, you're going to make decent money if Bitcoin holds. And the major caveat is if, that's why the Bitcoin levels I show you in today's video are going to be so important. But before I get into that, there's something very, very interesting about some of these altcoin runs. And that's, although risk assets have rallied for weeks, the total crypto market cap for alts has actually been flat since January 20th, which demonstrates a lack of renewed retail bidding. So capital right now is just rotating amongst the ecosystems. We're seeing capital rotate from narrative to narrative to narrative, from altcoin to altcoin to altcoin, instead of new liquidity coming into the ecosystem. 
So on one hand, you might think this is a bearish sign because you could say, look, you know, th there's nothing really substantiating this price pump um, because, you know, we're not getting more liquidity into Bitcoin. We're not getting liquidity into ETH. It's not siphoning down like it happened last bull run. Um, we're just kind of getting trading uh, PVP style almost. But I actually do take this as a positive thing because I believe what it is showing um, is retail sentiment is starting to shift because in a bear market or in a market where there's extreme negative sentiment, people don't want to trade alts like that. People don't want to rotate into the next shitcoin. They're just not interested in doing it during a downtrend. But what we do see is once sentiment starts to shift a little bit, then people become a lot more interested in finding that next trade. And that's exactly what I think is happening at the moment. And that's why I do think this could be the beginning of a tick up for the altcoins. But I'll get into my levels in a second. And also Guru, um, one of my favorite traders on Twitter says, alts are up again on Binance, but no total to follow through yesterday. Raw PVP and capital rotations rather than new inflows. He actually thinks there's an altcoin flush coming soon, but there'd only be an altcoin flush if we break key levels on the chart. So let's look at the charts and see where we sit, because I am going to give you my um, narratives in today's video. But what you have to understand before we get into those picks is that these narratives only perform if Bitcoin maintains bullish price structure. So we need to make sure we are trading the altcoins in accordance with Bitcoin. If Bitcoin breaks down, all of this alt season talk is off. All of this uh, capital rotation game is off and you need to have your levels set to de-risk if that is the case. On the other hand, if Bitcoin breaks out significantly to the upside, we will see a very, very strong performance from the strongest narratives and we will see a strong performance from some of these altcoins that are favored in terms of where liquidity flows into in the capital rotation cycle. And I'm going to give you some of those in today's show, but it is very important first to look at the Bitcoin levels. Now, right now, honestly, what I'm seeing from Bitcoin, at least on the shorter timeframes, is continued bullish momentum. And the easiest way to track this momentum is by looking at the lows. We can see that we have continuously printed over the past month, higher lows, higher lows, higher lows, higher lows. And then today, even with the Bitcoin dip that we got, we had a higher low and we actually bounced on this key level that I've had on my charts for many, many weeks now. Um, we bounced off that level and we successfully on the four hourly closed above that level. So this was actually a bullish sign that we closed on this very key level above the 20 to 8 region. Now, right now, I think 23K is extremely important for Bitcoin. If we hold above 23K, that is a very bullish sign. But above all, above and beyond everything on the Bitcoin chart, there is one level that I think is most important for the altcoin game. And that is this level here at 23.9. I think you can say 23.8 to 23.9 as a range. That is a key level that we do need to break. Now, if we break 23.8, the acceleration to 25 will be very quick and altcoins are going to explode. But 23.8 is a very, very, very important level for Bitcoin to reclaim. Why is it an important level? Well, because if we don't break that level, then we are not continuing bullish structure. We need to make a higher high on the charts. And in order for Bitcoin to exhibit positive price momentum, a higher high needs to come in on Bitcoin. So the 23.8 level is a very key level that I am looking at right now for Bitcoin to claim to set up um, the next uh, leg of upside. And on Ethereum, it's a very, very, very similar thing, except Ethereum's level is 1680. So the 1680 level is very important for Ethereum to flip. Similarly to Bitcoin, Ethereum did also see a strong bounce off its mid-range, which is at uh, 1630. And Ethereum has also been making higher low, um, higher low, higher low, higher low, higher low. So it's a very bullish trend for Ethereum in the short term. And I've said this on, on my shows a few times, but I will just recap again. In the macro sense of things, 
um, it's very easy to kind of uh, dictate trading structure when you have an indicator like the 200 MA to tell you whether we are in a bull or a bear trend in the short term. So typically, whenever we're over the 200 MA on the daily, I'm more interested in longing than shorting. And whenever we're underneath on the 200 MA, I'm not looking at long so much. I'm more looking at shorts instead of long. So right now, my mindset is still to long more than I short um, because shorting into bullish momentum just makes no sense. The time you would start shorting and the time you would look to start de-risking is definitely if we started to break down from the chart here. So if we did see a break of the bottom of the range at, at 22.3 or even a consolidation above this zone here at 22.8, so under the 23K level, of course, that would be an indicator. Momentum slowing down. We might need to come back down to 21K to reset. And then you might look at de-risking and taking some money off the table. But until that happens, um, I'm not trading bearishly. I'm not trading the short scenario because that's just not how I trade. If you're a trader that likes to take tiny trades and scalp trade shorts, go ahead, be my guest. Um, try and pick the tops. It's okay if you trade that way. I personally don't. I'm a momentum trader. I go with trends. I find the next rotation. I'm a fundamentalist. And what I do is I use the Bitcoin general momentum to dictate how I'm positioning myself in those trends and Ethereum as well. We're going to get into those trends in a second. Before that, I remember if you do want to trade, you can sign up to an OKX account with a link in the description. They've just joined the show as a sponsor. The reason why I've got them on is because I do believe it's a very nice UI to actually trade on. Um, and one of the cool things they're offering right now is a $10,000 mystery box. So if you sign up for an OKX account using the link in the description and you register and deposit, you will receive a mystery box up to $10,000 in free crypto. Now, it could be $2, it could be $5, it could be $100, it could be $5,000 or $10,000. You don't know how much you'll get, but the only way to know is to sign up um, to an account. So I recommend that you sign up using the link in the description because it's basically a free chance at winning money and you don't even like technically need to trade. Of course, it's a good exchange to trade it if you want to, but at the very least sign up because you can get your hands on a mystery box and potentially win some free crypto, which is pretty damn cool. Now, firstly, before I get into these alts, I want to talk about my plan because when I talk about altcoins, it's very important to establish what time horizon I'm looking at these altcoins on um, because people get very mixed up. When we say it's old season, people think, oh my God, this is the time to DCA into Ethereum. This is the time to DCA into like all these shit coins. No, right now is not a long-term accumulation zone for me. And what I mean by this is, if you have a one to two year time horizon, if you have a three year, four year time horizon on a lot of these projects, I don't necessarily know if right now, after we have seen um, a, a pretty significant rally to the upside, 50% on Bitcoin, 100% on some alts, if that is the best time to be positioning yourself for spot. Now, of course, it depends on your risk tolerance. Of course, it depends on your strategy. If you talk to Ran, he would probably laugh at me and argue because you know he's the type of guy that will DCA right now because that's his strategy. I'm telling you guys, it's not mine. And every host has a different opinion. And my opinion is that the time to buy spot was September to December last year. Now, you may have not DCA'd as much into the market as you would have liked to. And that's completely okay because I still believe we'll get better entries at some point in the future. I'm not in the camp that we are suddenly on this crazy new bull run and we're on this crazy new uptrend and like the, all the pain's over. I'm not necessarily in that camp. Like I am bullish in the short term. That's because I made uh, I trade based on price structure. If price changes and we start getting bearish structure, I'll change my plan very quickly. And I think that makes a good trader your ability to adapt to market conditions. So I am 100% taking advantage of the potential um, uptrend in, in altcoins. I'm 100% taking advantage of some of the um, narratives that I think are going to perform strongly if Bitcoin holds 100%. That's a great way to make money, but that is a trade. That isn't uh, let's buy these altcoins and sit on them for three to four years trade. 
that trade is much better done when we reach what I believe is a general bottoming phase. And that's obviously what we got in hindsight in September, December. Like even myself didn't DCA as much as I would have liked to. It's impossible to time the bottom just as it's impossible to time the top. But I hope you got something in um, just so you're in a better position now. And you can use this period um, as a way to uh, hopefully take advantage of some strong narratives and then cycle back into some stable coins to give you a bit of leverage to buy back in when, when prices drop. That is basically my plan. And I don't really care if I miss out on a few percent. Um, like That's why I'm not aping into spot now because if I miss, I don't care. I'm going to take advantage of the upside either way on the trading front. Like let's say um, Bitcoin now rockets to 25K. I'm not going to kick myself and be like, oh damn, on the 9th of February, I should have bought Gala. I should have bought Sandbox. Like I'm an idiot. No, I'm not going to say that because I'll likely be in a long um, and I'll likely be in multiple longs that are absolutely printing um, if we get uh, if we get positive price momentum from Bitcoin. And I'll be in the strongest narratives because I've identified the strongest narrative. So I'm not worried at all. If we get an uptrend, I'm not going to FOMO at all. Um, I'm just making sure that you know I have a clear time horizon on these buys. Um, that time horizon might be two months, it might be three months, but it is however long Bitcoin can continue to rally. And it's not a, a two to three year hold. That, that isn't what this video is about. Um, and if you trade like that, that's completely fine. I totally get it. Everyone trades on a different um, on different parameters based on your risk tolerance, but that's just not how I personally trade. So I hope that makes sense for you guys now. So let's assume that Bitcoin um, does perform positively. What are going to be the strongest narratives? Well, I think the first thing to look at is the strongest narrative, and then we can look at some of the other ones afterwards where I think capital is going to rotate. Uh, one of those, I think, is a very, very strong contender um, to, to get some of the liquidity from this AI rotation, and I'll speak about that. But the AI rotation is, is really off the back of what we've seen from ChatGPT. It was the first application in history to hit a, um, a million users, or the fastest application in history to hit a million users. It was also the fastest application in history to hit 5 million users. It only took... Um, I believe like 10 days to do so. And Instagram took like a whole year to do so. So it basically crushed all competition in terms of user acquisition. And I think it really made people realize, shit, AI is here to stay. AI is the future. And now we actually have this technology that can actually benefit our daily lives. Because before it was like this pipe dream that, yeah, we know we know robots are going to be a thing. We know AI is going to be a thing. But like it, there wasn't really any tangible proof. I think ChatGPT was like, whoa, there was like the light bulb moment for a lot of people. This is happening. And it wasn't just the light bulb moment to a lot of people. It was the light bulb moment to a lot of institutions. It was the light bulb moment for Microsoft, who then invested $10 billion. And it was the light bulb moment for Google, who then started up a rival competitor and invested $500 million. And a lot of these big companies and institutions are now backing AI. And off the back of that, we saw a massive run in AI altcoins, which I actually did call in December um, on my Twitter. And even like five days ago, the video I made on my favorite uh, AI altcoin picks, a lot of those altcoins were up like two to three X after that video. So I hope you took profits like I told you to yesterday. But the AI narrative right now is super interesting because it, you know, it isn't really driven by crazy fundamentals um, because, you know, a lot of these AI coins don't have fundamentals. A lot of these like proxy AI, and what I mean by that is they're not really AI coins. They're, they're just kind of AI related and they're um, kind of piggybacking off the ChatGPT, Microsoft, Google hype. Similarly to how a lot of games and a lot of metaverses capitalized on that Facebook hype back at the end of 2021 when a lot of games ran. So the important thing to distinguish here is that these altcoins are running based on hype, based on a narrative, and that isn't necessarily related to um, the actual technological advancement we're getting in AI itself. And I would go so far as to say that the market is extended, be extended beyond the technological capabilities of AI in blockchain. But that leads me to my next point. There's two ways to trade this. 
There's a short-term strategy and there's a long-term strategy. Let me get into the short-term strategy first, right? If Bitcoin holds and if Bitcoin continues to exhibit positive strength, the strongest narratives are going to perform. What's one of the strongest narratives? AI. So if Bitcoin holds, I don't see AI going anywhere just because it's a strong narrative. And if the market is bullish, I think a lot of these AI altcoins stay bullish. It's not until Bitcoin starts to break down, in my opinion, that we see huge sell-offs across AI like we did um, with gaming once Bitcoin started to drop in 2022. So with something like FET, which uh, alongside Ocean and Agix is like a general market leader, at least a sentiment leader in terms of um, AI projects. These are, are kind of my accumulation levels. Now, you will see yesterday I drew this line on the charts. Funnily enough, it basically is playing out exactly like I drew it. Like I literally, you can watch yesterday's video. I just drew this squiggle for fun. That's actually what ended up happening. So if we just follow my squiggle, um, because it's worked out so far, let's, so let's assume it keeps working. Um, then I think a decent place to buy something like a FET and the, the time FET hits 42 will line up with a, with a lot of AI, other AI altcoins. It's like, yeah, 40 to 42 cents at the bottom of this range. If it breaks below the bottom of this range, it can pull back to the 32 cent mark. So between 32 and 42, that's a very, very key zone. So if you do, do end up buying some spot at 42 or even like leverage trading, I'd use low leverage, but if you do leverage trade at 42, you do want to set your stop below the previous wick um, just to protect yourself because it can pull back to 32 cents. And that would be at 39 for me below these previous two wicks here. I think if you open a trade at the bottom here um, and then have a stop loss here, it's not a terrible, terrible trade. And you could probably do the same thing um, for a lot of the other AI coins as well. Ocean's in a similar boat. Um, its key level's at 46 cents. Um, and then its support is at 32 cents. And once again, you'd want to set a, a stop below the previous weeks there in that range below. So that's kind of how you can trade it. And that is just purely based on like, okay, let, let's say Bitcoin um, continues to push upwards, continues to maintain momentum. Um, then these AI coins will continue to maintain momentum. But that is a very short-term trade. And that isn't what I would be doing long-term. Now is not the time to be buying AI coins for the long term, now is the time to play the narrative game, the trading game, and the rotation game. And what is the next rotation in terms of AI? Well, I think it's towards some of these AI smaller caps. And I said this in yesterday's show, the big ones tend to pump first. Then we tend to see liquidity siphoned down into the mid caps. And then lastly, what you see run at the end of a cycle, at the end of a speculation phase, is the small caps exploding. Um, and then that usually signals like a blow off top. And then the whole thing usually draws down significantly. I think that's what's going to happen with AI as well. Because I think it's very similar to the gaming pump in 2021, where we did see that turn of events where Sandbox and Decentraland pumped and the Gala pumped. And then, you know, some of those like UFO and UOS started pumping PYR. And then it just went down into all the absolute gaming shit coins, which all pumped, like all these tiny, tiny games um, that, that really started to exploit. I think it's similar with AI. The problem is it is a very fickle game to play um, because this narrative is pumped so hard and Bitcoin's, it, it does rely so heavily on Bitcoin's price action because it's pumped so hard. If Bitcoin breaks down, the AI coins draw down. So if you are playing this rotation game, don't play it with crazy amounts of capital. Don't go all in with your whole portfolio. Only pick a couple percent of your portfolio, place some bets, um, treat it as a trade. So have your stop losses, have levels where you get out and you de-risk. Um, and maybe these charts help you on, on Fed and Ocean to help decide those levels. Um, but obviously you, your levels will depend on your leverage and your risk tolerance, et cetera. 
But definitely, you know, that's a rotation I can see happening. But it's not something I'm going crazy into. Um, because there's actually narratives in this market that haven't run as much that I maybe prefer that I'll get into now that I think uh, a lot of the liquidity could rotate into. Because, like, just consider this. Near Protocol just announced that it's implementing AI use cases, right? Then we're seeing um, Tron Dow establishing an AI fund. Then we saw Jasmine pumping after it uh, really just like revamped its roadmap and added like an AI ticket in there. We're seeing a lot of piggybacking off this narrative now. And we're seeing a lot of fake hype and speculation. So it's very important to realize that this is like a short-term narrative trade and it's not a long-term hold because a lot of these AI coins, they aren't even really like AI coins at all. Like the graph, I love the protocol. I think it's fantastic. But guys, it's indexing. It's got nothing to do with ChatGPT. Agix, once again, nothing to do with ChatGPT. FET, Ocean, nothing to do with ChatGPT. So does that mean they can't perform in the short term? No, not at all. Um, but if, if you're kind of looking from a long-term accumulation perspective, I would, I would not be spotlonging here. No way. But I also wouldn't be shorting because the thing is, it's, a very, it's going to become a crowded short and that often gives a narrative kind of fuel to continue running um, as, like, as people just get squeezed. Like we saw with Aptos. Everyone was trying to short Aptos for $12, $14, $15, $20 and it just kept pumping and pumping and pumping because it had momentum. There was a vested interest to pump that token. So it pumped and everyone just got squeezed. So you can't short AI. All you can do is play the short-term game if Bitcoin holds look to rotate into some of the small caps and take profits on your existing spot positions. And that is my AI playbook. But once again, I don't think it is um, the strongest narrative. I think, uh, well, it's the strongest in the last couple of weeks, but I don't think it's the future strongest. I think there's a couple that I'm going to speak upon now, um, which could potentially be stronger. And that's where capital from AI could rotate. So leading into that point, I think AI is very similar to crypto gaming. Why is it similar to crypto gaming? One, because the pump in AI coins lines up very similarly to the pump um, that happened in gaming coins in 2021. And both these pumps were driven by speculation based off the fact that a big industry player like Microsoft and Facebook invested in that industry. And the crypto as a response, even though they weren't directly related to Microsoft and Facebook buying those industries, pumped. So they both were driven by speculation and they also both have a very strong future use case, right? We know crypto gaming is going to be a thing. Why is crypto gaming going to be a thing? Well, because digital assets are going to be huge. People need a way to social signal online through NFTs. The fun element of games means it is going to be a huge attractor for users that aren't really interested in crypto, but really like video games. And that's a very natural way to onboard people into the ecosystem. And it's the obvious progression of digital ownership for me. We know gaming is going to be huge and we're getting a lot closer now. AI, on the other hand, we know AI is going to be huge, but we don't know how huge AI blockchain will be. And that is the big difference, although they are similar in these two narratives, because we don't quite know how AI is going to work with blockchain. Is it going to be providing trading algorithms? Is it going to provide marketplaces for AI data? Is it going to be like a machine learning based, I don't know, blockchains that like enhance based on like certain usage? Like we don't actually know. And the only way we're going to know this is to get a few years in um, and actually see how it works in practice and see what works and see what doesn't work. Now, we've actually had that with gaming because we remember with crypto gaming, we had um, Axie Infinity come out and it kind of revealed what did and didn't work with tokenomics. We had like all those hype Ponzi-esque games like Peg Axie, which came out and realized, well, you know, we can't just rely on emissions. You know, we actually have to have a good game. And then we got all those metaverses come out and people are like, well, this kind of sucks. That's great, though. 
Because all these things had to happen for gaming to realize what worked and what didn't work and what token model works and what doesn't work and what players actually want. AI is not there yet because we don't have the products and it's much less developed. So that's why in terms of my long-term perspective, I'm more bullish right now on crypto gaming. And I do think off the back of that point, crypto gaming is one of the rotations that if Bitcoin holds, could be one of the strongest performers. I'm starting to see a bit of buzz here in some of my inner circles. And I'm also starting to see a bit of a buzz here from the general public after the Saudis max bidded sandbox. And I'll get into what Alex Becker said, because I think he just sums it up better than I can. He says, within the next year, some of the best crypto games will drop and begin hitting Twitch the way Dookie Dash did. It's going to be the craziest bull run we'll ever see. All gaming coins, good or bad, will speculate to crazy values. My co-founder, Elio, is killing it with imposters. Um, watch out for him and his companies when this run happens. Obviously, he has Superfarm. That's actually a token that's being slept on, guys. I think Superfarm um, will have a resurgence. And people kind of hate that as, as like a shill uh, because like, I mean, I guess a lot of people got wrecked, but I, I do think um, Elio eventually will make a recovery there. But in general, what Alex is alluding to is that, okay, we are now going to get our first AAA titles. You know, we're going to get amazing games like Alluvium that come out and succeed. And what's going to happen off the back of that is a lot of people are going to start speculating on these smaller games as a result. So even though these smaller games may not be gaining traction, the, the um, gaming narrative is going to run as a result of those games launching. So I think gaming's a lot closer than people think. And for that reason, I think we are going to see some early speculation into crypto gaming. So if Bitcoin holds, gaming is definitely one of my watch lists to trade. Um, and when I say trade... I'm not spot buying with a long-term perspective. I'm happy to buy spot with like a two to three month time horizon, but I'm not buying spot for like the next two or three years. Maybe you can make the argument you could DCA over like the next few months for like a one year hold. Um, but you know, I'm not like holding, hodling these bags forever. I'm not getting emotionally attached to these bags. These are trades. Um, this is a pure narrative rotation play. And I think gaming hasn't really hit its straps yet. Um, and Alex does, you know, a very good job of summing it up. Of course, he has a vested interest. He's a big gaming bull, etc. But coming from someone that wasn't really a huge gaming bull, maybe this is a little bit um, more neutral because I don't really any own any of these tokens right now. And I don't have a gaming project and um, I'm not really a gaming guy, but I just see it. I just understand it so well. I see where it's going. I see the talk inside the crypto circles, the research groups. I think this is a rotation that is going to happen. So keep your eye on crypto gaming. Sandbox pump, um, sandbox pumped first because the Saudis up 10% this week. But a lot of these games haven't run yet. Keep your eye on things like Steppen. That's kind of a retail normie coin. Keep your eye on Gala. I think Gala could perform well. Alluvian's pumped. But if we get pullbacks there, keep your eye on Alluvian. As long as Bitcoin maintains structure, that could perform well. Uh, I own a little bit of Flocky. PYR is like my favorite um, gaming coin in general. I think PYR is fantastic. And I actually told you guys at $2.30 to buy. It's now $4.30. I did that on my Twitter. Um, link in the description of my Twitter if you if you want to follow me there for some calls. Um, but obviously, you know, the shows where I give you the real alpha at the moment because I, I just prefer um, talking about alts here. On Twitter, you always get accused of shilling. It's like just really, really annoying. Um, you've got Cedar Fire, which I think is decent. Hustle does a better job at naming these games than I do. So watch his videos if you want the gaming picks. But I am looking at starting to position myself for a little bit of, of like a rotation into some of these crypto games. That is what I think is the next rotation alongside um, another one that I'm going to speak about in a minute, which I think is also going to be super strong in Q1. So I think we're going to go to like AI um, into, into some gaming stuff and then into this other one that I'm going to speak about in one minute. Before I get into that, I just want to remind you guys that we are still giving away two Rolexes 
um, on the channel. So we're giving away this black Submariner, and also we have a um, blue dial, a blue and gold sub as well, which is like a 25, roughly like a $25,000 watch on the gray market. So pretty expensive watch and also a pretty damn cool watch. Um, and if you haven't signed up yet, I know most of you are already in, but I'm just going to remind you for the ones that haven't. Um, there's a link in the description to Bybit and BitGet. If you sign up using one of my links and open a trade, you get an entry into the competition. What this means is that if you open 100 trades, you get 100 entries. If you open 1,000 trades, you get 1,000 entries, theoretically. So the more you trade, the, the more entries, the higher chance you have of winning. So if you are um, interested in winning a Rolex, then sign up using the link to BitGet and Bybit. You can do one, you can do both, whatever you want. Obviously, the, the more you join the more chance you have of winning a Rolex um, and open a trade. There's also some steps in the description, like you need to be in the Discord um, as well to qualify and obviously be subscribed. And I'm sure most of you are already subscribed. So link in the description to that. Bybit also has a 30K signup bonus and BitGet also has an $8,000 signup bonus. So you do get the bonuses as well um, if you sign up. So just reminding you guys of that uh, in case you aren't in already because it's only going for another two weeks. Um, well, two and a half weeks now. So yeah, you, you don't want to miss out on that. Now, I did say that I had one more uh, rotation and I kind of just want to explain my logic here because we talked about AI. I talked about my plan there um, and how I'm kind of viewing the AI narrative in general. Um, a, a lot of hot air, but in general, still bullish enough um, to maybe justify, justify some longs, at least bullish enough to expect some of these small caps to perform well if, if um, Bitcoin holds. And then I also talked about gaming and how I think that is a trend that hasn't really run yet that I think is going to have a run. And that's also one that I'm definitely eyeing to position myself in um, over these next few weeks. Um, of course, all this relies on Bitcoin. If Bitcoin breaks down. I have my stop losses. I'm out, right? Let's just be very clear on that. If it breaks those key levels I discussed earlier in the show, I start de-risking. Um, this is the, the, the bull scenario. This is how I'm trading if the bull scenario plays out. Um, very important to distinguish that this isn't a time to hodl to, to the death. This isn't a time to hodl our bags to zero. This is a time to stack in anticipation of an alt season. And if the alt season doesn't come, we are adequately um, positioned with stop losses and adequately managed in terms of risk and all that stuff. I just want to make that very clear. But if we do see positive price momentum, there's one more trade um, I am looking at. There's actually two, but I think this is the more important one to speak about today. And, th and that's the LSD narrative. Now, let me explain this really quick, what's actually happening. Ethereum has a huge upgrade, which is upgrading, um, it's called the Shanghai upgrade, which is upgrading the staking mechanism, which will mean staked Ethereum can now be redeemed for Ethereum on the beacon chain. So if you guys don't already know, if you stake Ethereum right now, you can't actually redeem your ETH. So you're kind of staking it and then it's locked and then you can't do anything with it, um, which kind of sucks. So a lot of people have gone to liquid staking um, as, as kind of like an alternative to staking um, on ETH itself. But... What is happening is when the Shanghai upgrade kicks in, you'll now be able to redeem your ETH for ETH on the beacon chain. And I think this will lead to a huge boom in staking. People are going to be more incentivized to stake Ethereum now because they can actually redeem their ETH. So anyone that was hesitant and on the sidelines before, I think is now going to start staking Ethereum. And I think this is going to result in a massive staking boom. And in the lead up to that, I think we are going to see liquid staking derivatives like Lido, like Rockapool, like Frax, like Anchor, be some of the strongest performers in the market. Now, they were the strongest performers in the market um, a few weeks ago. And I talked about them um, a couple of weeks ago and gave you guys like my roadmap to accumulating them. And I could tell you now, it's starting to look more enticing after some of them have pulled back. Because what's happened is the market's gotten caught up 
with L2s and AI, and it's kind of forgotten about liquid staking. And then what's going to happen, like it, things always happen in crypto, is the interest will shift again. The bees will, will buzz um, from one honeypot to the other, and the next honeypot is liquid staking and then gaming. And like we're seeing this rotation game. We're seeing the bees buzzing all over the place. And the bees at some point are going to come back to liquid staking. Be like, oh, remember that Shanghai upgrade? That's actually coming into Q1. Um, oh, these coins are cool. And then they'll probably get another pump again. So if the market remains strong, LS- the LSD narrative is going to be one of the strongest performers, in my opinion, um, alongside some of the other ones we talked about before, as you can see, buzz, buzz. Um, I-, I wish I had that my soundboard so I could play the bees buzzing sound effect. I know Ran um, is a big fan of that one. But I think liquid staking is you know, going to be one of those, uh, one of those narratives that performs well. Alex said, who is the CEO at Nansen, he said, when Shanghai comes, I'm going to withdraw my ETH, put it into Lido. As much as I'd like to contribute to decentralization, I found running a node annoying. Um, hot take, you drive decentralization by making nodes easy to run like a one-min setup. And this is an interesting take because his mentality here summarizes the mentality of a lot of people. And that is liquid staking is preferable to um, validated node staking for a few reasons, but primarily because you keep your tokens liquid, which means you can stake your Ethereum in Lido and you, in exchange for that, you get staked Ethereum. And then you can go and put your staked Ethereum in a pool to earn yield. And you can go and put your staked Ethereum up for collateral to take out a loan and do everything that Ethereum can do whilst earning yield on your base Ethereum. So liquid staking is the future. It's clear that's the trend long-term. I just think in the short term, there's going to be a narrative uh, run and a little bit of hype behind these in anticipation of Shanghai. Now, when Shanghai comes out, there is a chance these dump. Like at the end of the day, like buy the rumor, sell the news is the thing, right? You, you don't want to be in this trade on the day Shanghai goes live. Just like you didn't want to be too exposed to ETH on the day like the merge happened, right? You wanted to like maintain a bit of profit taking beforehand. It's a similar thing here. I think we, you know, we can see a run up beforehand. Now, Lido's performed quite strongly. We did have a dip. Um, we saw it come back a, a little bit again. I'd probably wait for a pullback uh, to enter. Rocker pool, though, that's all, that's down 5% on the day. Um, this has had a bit of a dip. That one is looking slightly better. You've got Anchor as well. Um, I'm just running you guys through the list of LSDs I'm looking at. That had a dip. It started to come back, but um, it could be some decent entries on that. And then Frax is down 6% on the day as well. So have a look at the LSD narrative. Maybe come up with a plan to DCA a little bit um, into some of these coins. And just keep your eye on it because I do think these could be strong performers um, relative to the rest of the market. Now, as you guys know, Bitcoin needs to hold. Um, I've been doing some Bitcoin trades on Apex as well, which is a decentralized exchange. And in order for these um, trends to play out and exhibit positive price momentum and all that stuff, Bitcoin needs to, to maintain strength. But that is currently what we're seeing. And if you draw it a bit um, less messy, like I have with these dots, you can kind of draw a rough trend line just to get a feeling of, of how Bitcoin's been trading in terms of momentum. And, and as long as we continue on this wave, that is a positive thing for me and I'm not too worried. It's not until you know we get a breakdown and we break this, these key levels that I start getting worried about Bitcoin. So I'm taking a very day-by-day approach with this. I've got my plans either way if the market succeeds um, and I've also got my invalidations if the market fails. So I feel pretty well positioned and I know I'm not positioned in the sense of like, I'm holding these coins for three years, so I'm not really risking anything if, if the market drops. I might lose a few percent um, if I get stopped out. I mean, it's not ideal, but like it's the risk you're willing to take to expose yourself to uh, a potential like altcoin resurgence or for lack of a better word, altcoin season.
Um, that's just a risk you're willing to take. It's all risk reward in crypto. You have to weigh up the potential benefit you get of trading versus the potential downside. And if that outweighs each other, then I think um, I think you've got to join the party uh, to either direction. Right now, I think that direction is to the upside given the trend. So if you do want to trade on a DEX, um, then you can do so on Apex. It's pretty interesting, actually, Apex, because you've got this trade to earn program, which is like the more you trade, the more you, you actually earn. They give away $190,000 every week. So if you do want to trade, on a DEX and I recommend actually diversifying across DEXs and centralized exchanges. Like I have a few centralized exchanges and I have some DEXs, which I trade on as well to spread the risk. I think Apex is one of the better ones because they are adding a lot of trading pairs, but more importantly, they're built on L2. So they're built on um, ZK rollups, which means they're very fast and the fees are low. Fees are actually much, much lower than a lot of centralized exchanges. So um, Apex is a good place to trade. And also the trade to earn program means you can earn some cash for training, claim banner, and then stake it. So I think it's pretty cool. Check it out. It's an order book exchange. Um, and I think it's just a really, really, really cool project. So glad that they uh, are sponsoring the show as well, because I like it a lot. So let me know what you guys think of, of today's video. I'm just reading through some comments now. I'll answer like uh, a few comments really, really, really quickly. Uh, that has to be the best example. Uh, Mars is so level-headed. Thank you very much, Christopher. Thank you for watching the show. Shane's loving the content. Um, thank you very much. Um, let's look through some other ones. Uh, Wilder World. Yeah, I think I think Wilder World's a solid project, but I'm not that huge on Metaverse. I'm more into the gaming stuff. So that's where I focus. I know Hustle's got a few picks in that niche, though. Yuwaskala PYR, 100%. If you just want to trade big mid-caps, those three are fantastic. Um... Someone asked, what do you mean 30K bonus? On Bybit, if you sign up, you can uh, get up to a 30K bonus. Now, this depends on how much you deposit. So if you deposit like a, a lot of money, like six figures, then yeah, you can get a 30K bonus. If you deposit like $10,000, it might only be, and I'm just speaking off the top of my head, like, I don't know, a $200 bonus. So it depends how much you deposit, but it's up to 30,000. So if you're a huge whale, you can get 30K. If you're, you know, just depositing a, a, a a solid amount, then you might get a few hundred, but it's at the end of the day, um, money's money, right? So if you can get free money any way you can, then do it. Um, takes forever to withdraw money. I haven't had a problem with any exchange, to be honest. I had a problem with like crypto.com really back in the day, but I haven't had a problem with Bybit, Binance, or OKX or BitGet. I haven't had a problem with them withdrawing money. I don't know it, what country you're in. I'm in Australia. I don't know if it's different here. Um, Near Protocol, let's actually chart Near. Very quickly, because Nia is interesting. Sheldon said on yesterday's show that Nia is one that he thinks could run. And what's funny is we haven't seen um, L1's run at all. Like this is this narrative game has been completely based off ZK and L2s and AI and LSDs, and it hasn't really seen um, it hasn't really seen like a lot of L2s run. And we did see Nia kind of broke out, or at least broke trend, and, it, and seems to be testing at the moment. So if you think Bitcoin's going to hold, Nia's a decent one to long. Uh, just off the pure sense that it hasn't really ran yet. It's been lagging behind. And at some point, you imagine capital will rotate into some of these L1s. It already happened in the case of Phantom. It hasn't happened in the case of Nier. So that's really, really interesting as well. Um, cool. All right. I think that sums it up for now. I will come at you guys tomorrow though. Um, and also Saturday and also Sunday and also Monday. So I stream every weekend now. So keep your eye on for weekend streams. I've got Gareth Soloway for an interview on Saturday. I actually interviewed him today, um, but I'll upload that in two days. So that's going to be a great one. So keep your eye out for that. Um, and I'll also keep you updated on Twitter. Twitter went down this morning. So I actually had withdrawals from Twitter going down. I was like having to tweet through APIs and schedule tweets because it was 
um, it, it was down. But luckily, I think it's back now, so I can get the tweeting out of my system. But thank you guys for joining. Appreciate all the support on these shows, and I will see you in the next one and all across the weekend. Peace out, guys. 